Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host, the Big T. My <laughs> name's Taylor. With me, as always, is Ryan. And you're so proper, too. So that does make sense. Listen, I, I am a proper T, and you can own me if you pay a very small sum. Also with me is Greg. T-Money, how are you doing? Oh, I am doing so wonderful. There's a lot of talk about money and teas, <laughs> and I love it. It's Wait, you're recapping the last 30 seconds that we just conversed about? Yeah, so previously on Superhero Hour Hour, <laughs> we had I discussed said. a thing about properties. Being welcomed to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, my name began with a T, mm-hmm. and now you are all caught up. You know what else has properties? The board game Monopoly. That's mm-hmm. just a little something for you to think about. Just ruminate on that. Just something for you to take into your day. Wait, yeah. is Monopoly the original kaiju fight? Because you're just these giant like hats and dogs stomping all over <laughs> the beachfront properties of Atlantic City. This fucking hat rolled into town. <laughs> Hathra. Bought up a bunch of streets and just fucking put hotels down on them. Because look, I, you can't. If you're a monster, you can't fight for the rest of your life. At some point, you have to think about your I future. Disagree. Start buying property. <laughs> up. I think that's exactly what they do, and it's specifically because they fight for the rest of their lives that they do not have a long life expectancy. <laughs> they just want to go sleep in like a big lava bath. I yeah, I would if I if you guys were a kaiju, yeah, and you had to like pick a place where you were resting for eons. Uh huh. Volcano sounds nice. Volcano sounds nice. I think I'm a big, like, very deep under the sea guy. Yeah? I like, yeah, I like a Lovecraftian, like, so far under the sea that nobody can get to me. But because I'm a monster, like, I can stand up to the intense pressures. I think I'm definitely a, just, like, kind of take a nap in a hillside and, like, let things grow over me. Yeah. And then when I awaken, I stand up and everyone's like, oh, my God. See, that's where I'm at. Like, I want to lay down flat and then my tummy sticks out of the ocean. Yeah. And then people, like, build, like, a civilization on top of that. And then when I get up, they all die. (laughs) Sorry, suckers. (laughs) Yeah, you should have done a little bit more sonograms on the place where you built. Don't build on my tum. And a little less monograms because... The amount of initials that are carved into my stomach. Like, they hurt. Those all hurt. Yeah, but I mean, I would carve my own initials into my own stomach if I had a knife. <laughs> Just if I owned a knife, I would do it. Oh, man. Eventually, you're going to have to put up or shut up with this thing. Like, either do it or stop Listen, talking about if it. If anyone owns a knife and they, or they know where I can get access to a knife, like a community knife, so the I way that, do it. The way that we save you is just by keeping you thinking that knives are very hard to come by. Yeah, extremely You can't rare. find them. I don't know where. Like, I keep, I'm, I'm roaming around the streets. I'm like, hey, you got a knife? You got a knife? And everyone's like, hey, get the fuck away from me. But Why ev- are you asking me about knives? Every time you pick up a knife and ask us if that's a knife, then we just say, no, it's a spoon, and then you put it down. Yeah, you're you very easy to lie to. Well, you guys got spoons all over the place. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything's got, a spoon. Yeah, you had too many spoons. You got like one fork, and I've yet to see you use a knife. So, like, listen, we I'm, don't have a community knife. Okay, we're very sensitive about it. We don't live in a nice enough community to have the communal knife. Well, I feel like it doesn't. I mean, maybe I'm wrong because most communities don't have knives from what I can find. Yeah, but I feel like you don't need to have that nice of a community to have a knife. <laughs> it seems like a very easily accessible to thing. have the one knife. Yeah, just yeah. have the one knife. You could probably like, be pretty poor and have that one knife. Yeah, it's like, hey, Johnson, can I borrow the knife for the day? And he's like, ah, oh, I don't know. I was gonna cut some leaks later. But see, if you have the knife, but you don't have like walls to protect it. Or like just like a chain that like links it to something very yeah. heavy, like a hubcap or a phone book. 
Yeah. And plus, Greg, you brought up something uh, important earlier, which is if we just have that one knife, the amount of Crocodile Dundee jokes, like, yeah. it would be insane. Like, we wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah, and I think we've hit, a like, a national cap on mm-hmm. Crocodile Dundee jokes. I think if we do any more, by 2026... He'll be president. <laughs> yeah, he will be president. <laughs> well, sea levels will rise. Well, speaking of uh, kaijus and all that other stuff, Doom Patrol, you guys, right? For we're sure. Gonna, we're going to talk about that later. Before we get to that, we're going to do some buying and some selling about these community knives. Now we're here in the super serious shishy bullpen. This is the part of the show where we kick back and have a little fun with some saggies. Yeah. This week, our little saggy is buy or sell. Buy. Uh, you've got it. Or Done. sell. See? And you guys have come together. That was a tight segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Dude, I loved it. Now Doom Patrol. Are we ready for Doom Patrol? Talk about Doom Patrol. <laughs> uh, the point of this segment is I am going to list off a couple things. Uh, and you guys are gonna, either going to buy them if you think that they are likely to happen or sell them if you think that they are unlikely sure. to happen. And this week, our buy and sell topic is the upcoming Shishi Awards. Woo! So... Are you fellas ready to answer questions about the award show that we will be putting on? Yes, I'm more than ready. I prepared for this. Who is hosting? Because Andy Richter just dropped out. Oh, I, then I think we got Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans Jr.? Wow, very good. Yes. From Happy Endings and New Girl a little bit? Yeah. Okay. We also, on standby, we have Andy Milanakis. <laughs> <laughs> and also Mo Rocca. <laughs> uh, the country. Right. Yeah. All right, now, kicking it off is buy or sell. At least one winner will come to pick up their trophy this year. I'm going to buy this. Yeah, it's time to buy this. Yeah. I mean, it's buying. Yeah. Somebody Guys. is going to go. We have a whole like warehouse, basically, full of all these trophies. We always invite the winners to come on down and pick them up. I think this is the year. We do it in a normal way where we stand outside of their house with yeah. an envelope and say, please take this, and come it's an invitation to come down. pick up your trophy. Do you think, because this is a clear buy, but yeah. what is more likely that it will be a winner of a like a respectful award where we're all about them or one of those joke awards where we say, like, hey, we hated you the most. Come pick up your trophy. I think it'll be that one. You got I, razzed. I, Come I, look at us And I think eye. they will show up and look us right in the eye and we will feel shame. Yeah. It's just because Mona is always available from Legends and she's going to take all those shitty awards down. Ugh, that's true. All right, I'm also buying this. So we're all buying that one, guys. It seems <laughs> like we're going to keep track of these and see who got the most right. All right, buy or sell the notion that the Shushis will just be one long Doom Patrol appreciation show. That's it. That's a good question. I'm going to s- did this with Legion season one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a little bit with Legends once it came back. We were like, let's just give a bunch of stuff. And Winona Earp, I think, is the one that has year after year pulled down. A whole bunch of awards. But yeah, in those, even in those three years, though, um, they got a bunch of big ones. But there was still like, you know, eight, nine shows at least got one. Yeah. What if, what if this is just like, what if it's just the Doom Awards, the Doomies? Yeah. It's, it's going to be hard because Doom Patrol was so good. And does so many things right. Like works on so many levels. Yeah. Because it's not trying for the like Walking Dead, I'm prestige TV uh-huh. like business. It like it's doing the goofy stuff that we like. So we can also land goofy fun goofum arounds. <laughs> the one thing that it has against it, I think, uh, as far as sweeping goes, because it's gonna win a lot, right? Yeah. Like we know it's gonna win a lot. But uh what it has against it for sweeping is like uh for individual acting awards, those will usually go to a non ensemble show. Right. You know, like it would be hard for even though this is gonna sound crazy you guys, it'd be hard for anybody in this show to beat Stephen Amell in Arrow for Best Actor, 
because he did so much more acting. You know, yeah. like who would you like? The Doom Patrol people will just cancel each other out. Yeah, yeah, because it, it very much is an ensemble. So I think I, for this one, I am going to let's sell. Let's get crazy. I, I I'm gonna sell. Okay, I'll sell too. All right, yeah, Why we're not? we're all of a mind. All right, buy or sell. Me turning the shushies into just talking about Godzilla. Hmm. Somehow, somehow. And this is the recent Godzilla movie, or just Godzilla in general? Uh, you know what? I will. I will specify it is specifically the recent Godzilla movie because if we did it in general, that uh, we know that's going to happen. Now, Greg, uh, before this recent summer blockbuster came out, did you know Taylor was such a Gojira fan? No, I think this is the first I ever heard about it, and it seems like it runs pretty deep. It's it's pretty hardcore. Listen, yeah. when I was a kid, Jet Jaguar was extremely my shit. So. What is Jet Jaguar? Jet Jaguar is a character from the Godzilla universe. Oh, he's, okay. he's from the movies. He's a big robot. His oh, name's okay. Jet Jaguar. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys got that bit. I've heard of that guy, I think. Yeah, so uh, that was just my way of saying that I like Godzilla movies. Uh-huh. He has a cool name. He has a really fucking awesome name. What's he, the one with like three heads? That's uh, Ghidorah. Ghidorah. In that. Or King Ghidorah. <laughs> What's the one with like the big Godzilla and then there's a bunch of little ones and Dr. Hammond's like, welcome to Godzilla Park. What was that one? No, you're thinking of you're thinking of Jurassic World. Jurassic World, the Forgotten Kingdom. Yes. Why is Godzilla so fat in this movie? Because he's a he's a thick boy. He's a he's adorable. I love him. He looks like Reptar from the Rugrats show. And you know what? It's the uh, the '98 movie. Yeah, that made him all sleek, all and, and so now we have to go against that. Yeah, because yeah, that '98 movie sucked ass. You guys, they just made a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> like that wasn't good. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy on this. Oh one. yeah, you're gonna uh, not, you're gonna yeah. shut the fuck up about it. It's sure. all it's all gonna be about that. All right, buy or sell? Winona Earp still getting a ton of nominations. Award? I'm, I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna buy. If it was awards, then probably not. Yeah, but Nami's? Yeah, I better get Nami's are yeah. fucking a dime a dozen. We, we just throw Who them gives out a there. shit about Nami's? Yeah. Who gives a shit? And we you're we, nominated. Congratulations. And you know what? I like a little peek behind the curtain. We also determine the nominations. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna buy on that one. We do it all, but like. Best Supporting Actress, uh, if, like, you know, the fourth one was Winona Earp, which wasn't on, and she was never Supporting Actress, and then the fifth nominee is, like, Taylor, that one time we talked about Godzilla. Uh-huh. That's how the shushies work, you know? <laughs> uh, buy or sell the idea that Greg's dad doesn't know what a shushie is and would get mad if you tried to tell him. Oh, I bet Greg's dad uh, is, like, he just cannot wait for the shushies to begin. Like, it's almost shushy season, and he's got a shushy jersey on, you know, and he's reading his, uh, his shushy, like, record book about, like, who has the most nominations of all time? Who has the most awards? Greg's dad loves Shushy Season. I, uh, it's not like a secret that I'm on a podcast. I do talk about it with my parents, but I imagine my dad's response would just be like, what? And then when you try to get into like, and it's like an award show that like we put on, he would just be like, stop. No. No. Don't, don't do this to me. I don't want this. <laughs> don't, I don't want to know this, this stuff. Wait, stop talking about it with him. Then or stop being on the shushies at all. Just like, I want you to quit right now. He would never. He wouldn't want me to like stop like being true to myself, which is to be like a part of this show. But he just doesn't want to hear about it. You know. No. I feel like that's a lot of parents. <laughs> that's just, oh, wait, I don't don't tell me about it. I was thinking about me and Greg's dad's conversations about the shushies. He doesn't want to do it with Greg, but he will talk to me about oh, it yeah. for so long. Either one of you, he would love to sit yeah. down and talk talk to you about the great contributions you've made to. The but show. when I start, he was like, "Wait, hold on, are you Greg?" I'm like, yeah, no. and he's like, "Uh, carry." On then. My dad has face blindness. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to sell on this. It seems like he's a big fan. Uh huh. Just based on Ryan's Ryan's talk. All right. Next up, 
buy or sell DC Universe getting more nominations than any other quote unquote channel. This is about Doom Patrol again, isn't it? It's about Doom Patrol. What do you think? Titans is going to get a bunch of nominations? Uh, or Swamp Thing Pilot is making it just... It's the last week of the cut. Yeah. Uh, so Swamp yeah. Thing has one Swamp episode Thing in there. swoop in here. And we sometimes get carried away over a good pilot. Right. We will say that it's better than The Wire. And people <laughs> all, people <laughs> have already been carried away mm-hmm. before us. Because people are like sort of like mediocre plus about it, which yeah. means we're like, yeah, it's going to wow, be so great. A real show. <laughs> I, I don't I'm know a major that it can, buy on this. I, I don't know that it can overthrow, like, because I think if you're thinking about, like... WB? There's going to be multiple CW nominations in yeah. each category. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. You sound so sad about this. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. guess. But I'm sell. sell. We got to sell. sell. All right, buy or sell that men should get the real shishies and shush their mouth so the gals have a chance. Hashtag time's up. Wow, that was a lot of catchphrases. <laughs> Uh, so wait, are we saying that men are good or women are good? We're s- I women think we're are good. It's time for men to shush, shush. up. Yeah, men should hashtag shush, shush up. They get the stop. real shushies. Stop. So stop. women can stop. shush down. Yeah, so so that yeah, men should shush. Should shush. shush your mouth so that w- the gals have a chance to say what's on their mind. Because time's up. I mean, you I get. I, I'm a. I'm a. You know what, Greg? I'm a big buy on this. I'm a, I'm I guess a buy we buy. It feels like that we're making fun of uh, women who have like uh, are accusing people of rape. Is that what we're doing here, no, Taylor? No. Is that what you're no, doing? No, that is absolutely not what we're doing here. I think we're making fun of men. Yeah. Not shushing. Not shushing when they should. I. I do have to say, I think the time is right for men just to be quiet about things, but yes. instead they're not. So. Yeah. And and we have an award show called The Shushies. So so why shouldn't we shush on up? Just shush them. Should, should, mm, that's a hard word to say now. Should we have an award that like isn't necessarily about a comic book TV show or property, but uh, like men that should shush the most? Right. Men that yeah. should shush the least. There's a category that's like shh, 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 shh. And we just... The Shushies. Ben Shapiro. Shh. So you have the thing that the awards are about, and then you name the awards, and yeah. then you have other things that are based, based on the name of the awards. Yes, second. we've this got makes like sense to six me. layers <laughs> going on in our award show. Well, guys, I think that's been a successful <laughs> buy or sell segment. I'm excited to see how that plays out when we start the actual shishies. Now we're going to move on to potential frontrunner for those very awards, Doom Patrol season finale. On the season one finale of Doom Patrol, the gang has to deal with the fact that Calder is responsible for their shitty lives by realizing that no matter what, they are each still responsible for their shitty lives. (laughs) Meanwhile, the battle with Mr. Nobody concludes as we get a cockroach and a rat kaiju makeout sesh, and the reason for all the seasons, Calder's lost daughter, conspicuously named Dorothy. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Now that it's over, is Doom Patrol the greatest thing we've ever watched, and how did the season finale help or hurt its cause by ever what you mean for superhero hour, for superhero, right? Yes, okay. yes. Because it's not the Sopranos, but yeah, it's not the Wire. Even though we have compared things to that before, I but, thought it was a very solid ending to a very solid season. Yeah, it was not my favorite episode of yeah. Doom Patrol, but it was definitely. I liked that it tied everything together, and it the finale made it feel like there wasn't 
a fatty episode in the whole bunch uh-huh. because a lot of these shows that we watch, especially like the Marvel Netflix shows or like new seasons of Riverdale, there's like six to eight episodes in the middle where yeah. you're like, and for who Marvel Netflix, there's ten episodes. Yeah. So to have six to eight episodes in the middle, man, you are not a good show. <laughs> and this this episode really tied together. Like Beard Hunter played a part. Like uh-huh. he was he was a he was an important part of it. Like it all Danny connected the together. Street came back. Danny the Street. There was the that cockroach that appeared in a couple episodes. Uh, Admiral Whiskers even was like basically Mister Nobody forms a super team. With a cockroach and a rat. Which, which is, I, is good because you have to realize if you're a villain, you don't get the super team you want. Yeah. You get the one that you have. You know, like whatever's around you, that's going to be your villain team. And you just have to deal with that. I really enjoyed when the cockroach was like, and then we bring about the apocalypse. And she was like, oh, maybe. We'll talk. If there's time. <laughs> if there's time, we'll do that. I'm not tying myself to that right now. He's like, listen, we just started. Let's do one project together. And then we'll, we'll discuss moving forward after that. But yeah, uh, with... This whole era of prestige TV, I think that the uh, it's been set where your second to last episode is your big kaboom one, and then your last one is sort of like here's the a- it's like an epilogue, yeah. here's the aftermath, and then a little bit, hopefully not like very obvious, but a little bit of setup for the next season. And the last episode was fucking stellar, like it was start to finish one of like it was an incredible hour. And so knowing all that going in and knowing that I, it would be good, but I would not be blown away, then I was still a little blown away. I was still like, this is this had uh, a little bit more than what I expected of just the like the slow the ballad that comes at the end of the album. Yeah, it's they definitely pulled out all of the stops, and I think that is a very Doom Patrol thing to do, where they're not just gonna like let it slide. They're like, fuck it, we're doing. And, and I don't know if they had already been picked up when they started. Yeah, what is the status? They are. It's nothing yet. We have no idea. Because yeah. it, it very much is one of those finales where if you want it to serve as the end of the entire show, I think it, it works in that way. And, but if you do get picked up for a second season, there are a couple seeds thrown in there. Dorothy is, a, is like a major part of the comic books. So that's like people who read the comic book know who that is. Yeah. Um, but if you don't, it's like, and you just watch this season of this show and it doesn't get picked up. It's not like people are going to be like, I demand to know about that daughter. Well, I didn't. I, I remember seeing when I was a kid uh, this girl in comic books who was like, you know, eight years old and uh-huh. had a monkey face. Monkey you know, face that's up. like burned into my memory. I didn't attach it to Doom Patrol or anything. Um, and it wasn't until after I watched it where I figured that out. But the whole thing of like, this is a little girl who's been gone for a while named Dorothy. You know, that's something that I, I at first thought it was the girl who went to Oz. Yeah. And it's not, I guess, that exact girl. No. But I definitely want to see who this is and what happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I was very intrigued by this child who they sort of just reveal at the end of the season. like, oh, yeah, he has a baby and she is potentially the most powerful being in the universe. Uh-huh. Uh, like, a, like a Richard's kid? Is that what she is? Like Franklin or... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That that's definitely the vibe you get. Like she has extremely powerful psychic abilities, at least in the book, where she can manifest. Yeah, like imaginary characters that she has, and then they have like it's she's almost like a different crazy Jane. And she was, has these characters that have different abilities that she manifests. Was Calder trying to rescue her, or did he send her away because she was I so think powerful? It was like a little of both. Yeah, because she it, like without meaning to, she can kind of manifest these things. He he said in the episode, the reason that he was doing like they did finally address 
all of these characters are immortal. Yeah. <laughs> because mm. that was a thing that we've been talking about the whole time. Like, it was weird the way they kind of like in a very sideways were like, oh yeah, well they're all... Yeah, it wasn't just to save project. money. That, yeah. Like, in the 60s, you're the same as you are in the 90s or 2019. Yeah, so it, it does address that and he is trying to like study them so that he can be immortal. Yeah. And the reason he says he wanted to do that is like, she's too powerful and it's dangerous so i wanted to be immortal so i can live one day longer than she does yeah which is a crazy fucking thing to say about your daughter uh-huh. it's a crazy thing but if you combine the calder storyline about how he sort of uh gave himself his own goal like he's sort of the villain and the hero in his own story on purpose because that's what's important is the story uh and then combine that with how like what mr nobody was saying to the cockroach like learning about narration and what it takes to be a hero uh-huh. and really all you have to do is just say it you know if you say that somebody's a hero it sort of comes true i think that this episode this finale handled the art of storytelling better than the game of thrones so legends of tomorrow handled finale handled dragons better than the game of thrones <laughs> finale and this one handled stories better than the game of thrones finale how do you think it handled kaiju fights <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. It, it's it's definitely this is a show that's looking to find new levels of absurdity. Yeah, and then find I guess something maybe genuine inside the absurdity, uh, because these this roach and the rat start making out. Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that. I I was unnerved. It wasn't <laughs> my favorite thing to see a giant rat and a giant cockroach like get aroused by each other. Uh-huh. And I believe the rat said, I'm going to spread you like the plague daddy. Yeah. Which, you know, I could have been, I could have gone, gone my whole life and I not seen that. And I think I would have been fine. Yeah. I, I don't think that I'm necessarily better off for having seen that put on screen. I think you're pissed because you didn't say it first. I think that so. That feels like a Taylor line. I think so, but still. It Do was... you want us to just to pretend that that's something you said? Hey, if you guys could just pretend that I had said that thing, <laughs> that, would be, that would be great. You know, but a lot of times if another show that we watched tried to do something like this, I think I would, at face value, I'd be like, I don't like this. Yeah, this is the preacher thing that we talk about yeah, every week. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it, uh, I do feel like I give it a little bit more credit or it does it in such a way that's a little bit better. And last this week was... had the group come, you yeah. know, which is also cr- pushing that line. That, I think this was the closest I have come with this uh-huh. show <laughs> to it hitting that preacher level, yeah. but it still didn't cross the line. I still was like, this is good. I en- I still enjoy this. I'm not rolling my eyes. The thing is, too, is that uh, they had to escape from one kaiju to the other, right? Like, yeah. Robot Man has to get from inside the cockroach, cockroach into, into the, the rat. rat. Otherwise, no, th- uh, from the other rat way. The cockroach. Okay. Otherwise, Doom Patrol, you know, doesn't work. And not only was that, like, at least a some sort of plot reason for the fucking yeah. moist kissing, oh. yeah. uh, but also it looked great. Like there was, you know, there's always going to be okay. some problems. Expl- explain, explain what you mean by it looked great. When you, <laughs> when you, when you say that you thought that the, I, I, it gave the, me an giant, the giant cockroach and the giant rat hardcore making out looked great. Uh huh. Explain yourself. It made me, it made me feel all jittery inside. Okay, cool. I started trembling. Cool. That's just what I wanted to know. But anytime in movies and TV, when you have things that are bigger, that gets wonky, right? Because people yeah. lose perspective. And then when you have a TV show, now we know it's going to be worse because of a lower budget. And it looked okay, but when uh, Robot Man was going from one mouth to another, it looked like the highest budget movie I could imagine. You know, and that's something that uh, we don't talk about on the show because there's all the on, character stuff. On a streaming DC universe, yeah. 
channel. Like, a, 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 a streaming channel that I bet Zack Snyder does not even subscribe to. <laughs> That's Yeah, it was bold of them to go that big, like in multiple ways, with their budget in this episode. And I think they pulled it off. Yeah, it did. They look good. And I think they saved some money with, they were like, we don't need extras some for money. this scene. They're like, yeah, and Flex Mentello saved everyone else. <laughs> so it's just empty streets. What we don't know is, we don't know if this is picked up. We have heard that DCU streaming, whatever it's called, is doing okay. Yeah. Uh, but what we don't know is because startup costs, you know, what, what they are, uh, they could be hemorrhaging yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars. And we have no idea right now. Yeah. So it's, I think the whether or not, because this show is so good, I think whether or not it gets picked up is whether or not DC Universe as a streaming service continues. Yeah, it continues to like survive. I think if it does, this show's coming back for sure. And I think based on this and Swamp Thing, just based on the buzz that has so far gotten, I think there's enough people who are like, you should get this service that I think it maybe can survive. But you're right. I have no idea what they're like. How much money did they put into this? How much money did they spend on merchandise to give to Mr. Nobody for that one? <laughs> Just for that one scene. <laughs> they had to make one of everything. Do you guys have an MIP starting from first to 15th episode, uh, the most improved character or actor or aspect of the show? I think Cyborg is definitely the most improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I would say that too because he's the only one I didn't like at first and yeah. I do like him now. So I, I think everyone definitely grew on me. I think if it's not Cyborg, it's. Rita, just because I think I like Rita was always pretty good at mm-hmm. being yeah. her character, but I think I like the character of Rita way more now. Like, he started off as like is like just the worst person, right? Yeah. And yeah, that performance, which was a little one note, not because the actress, but just because the screen time, yeah, and what she grew into. Uh, no pun intended. Like she is, she is definitely my MIP. They did like almost never show her using her fucking powers, mm. though. Yeah, which I guess is just a budget thing, but. The, I did enjoy this episode when she was talking. She's like, I had a 13-year-old tell me to fuck my face with a weed whacker. <laughs> and, like, her as a teacher was great. Because, like, she, she has progressed from I'm one note, I'm the snooty, like, former starlet, to, like, now she's almost the most fun out uh-huh. of the whole game. It's like her and Robot Man are competing for, like, let's loosen up, you guys. This episode when they're like, come on, Larry, you're missing the booty song, <laughs> which is absolutely what that character would call that song. <laughs> but yeah, I think that um, I think that she has grown the most in like my heart, you know, like yeah. I, I root for her more than I ever thought I would after the first episode. How do you guys feel about uh, it seems like Beard Hunter is going to be sticking around if there's a season two? Are you guys psyched for that? I would just say, and I think Doom Patrol does, but I would just say, know your limits. You know, yeah. that, that one episode was probably his only starring episode. Yeah. And now just drop him in whenever you want to, but don't fucking push it with Beard Hunter. Yeah. Cause I do, I don't ever, don't listen. DC don't universe, you fucking don't ever. Don't you, you motherfucker. Don't you fucking. Don't you one time. Don't you ever do again the bit where he ate that Slurps. fucking. Uh uh-uh, uh. Do not yeah. do that shit one more time. You're done but with that. If you want to throw in some stuff, he was like, ah, oh, I got bribed because they told me they were going to give me Abraham Lincoln's beard hairs. Yeah. Like, that's that's a fun bit. You Earlier, can play. off screen, I ate some beard. Yeah. So let's go over here. But do hold on, that. though. Like, if you. There's people who think that, like, if you go to the bathroom during a movie, then you have not seen that movie. You cannot claim to have seen that movie. If you, um, I don't know, if you turn the channel. Uh, during a boring part of the movie, then you have not seen that movie. If you just look down, if you look away from the part where people eat hair, you can still claim to have seen that show, right? Just I, You I know cer- when it's coming. I certainly have. 
Uh, you know what? I I listen, have to do this with feet all of the time. I here's the thing. I I looked away the first time it happened, and I was like, "All right, fine. I shouldn't have been eating my dinner while I watched this episode." Yes, Whatever. that's a good call because it was all hair, right? Yeah. The next time, I decided, I was like, "You know what? I'll sit down and eat dinner during this episode of Doom Patrol." <laughs> Previously on Doom Patrol, beard slurping. So I don't I don't like the beard slurping. I don't like that bit, but I'm fine with the character of Beard Hunter, and I think this actor is fine and yeah. good. And I think if he's the new sidekick to Mr. Nobody, I think that is a good... Because they also don't harp on Mr. Nobody a whole ton. Yeah. He, he shows up once every two or three episodes, usually, or it has this season. One of the most successful side characters from our podcast is Taylor's roommate, right? Like, what is Taylor roommate, Taylor's roommate thinking about what we're watching now? And I think he sort of just represents, like, the people who aren't really into this shit. Yeah. Okay? And so there's a lot of stuff that we watch where, like... If we go to recommend him something, we have to do like a lot of like precursory, but you know, you have to understand this and yeah. this. Does Doom Patrol, now that we're done, need that? Or can you just say to anybody, your mom, your niece, anybody, no, this is just a great show? I, I think I can, for most people, just be like, just watch Doom Patrol. It's a great show. Yeah. Like, you don't, uh, you don't need to know anything else. Like, it's fun. It's I don't exciting. know about my darling mother or my innocent niece, but like yeah. I would certainly say that like non-comic book folks. The my Taylor's roommate watched one episode of this show with me, and he was like, "That's pretty interesting. I liked that. That was cool." And like it was in the middle of the show, like he didn't have any of the backstory, even of the show itself. Where sometimes he'll be watching average episodes of average TV shows in the middle of it, and he'll be like, "What the fuck is this insanity? I hate this." Or like Actually, a bad yes. episode of Arrow. Oh man, That's it's the worst possible thing is when there's a a good show that we like, and I'm like, uh-huh. I'm gonna watch this show. You want to watch? It's a really good show, and it's like the worst episode possible. And I'm like, it, it's usually not like this. I swear. Please, still like Please. me. So, okay, final word because we're running out of time. Are you guys excited for season two? And I don't feel like I need to. Come on, idiot! Yeah. Why yeah. would you even ask? I I'm excited about the prospect of hearing that it got picked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, uh, I couldn't imagine that it wouldn't be, except that it would be too expensive yeah. to do. I get the more important question is if you heard tomorrow that it got canceled. Oh, I'd be fucking. I'd, I'd be, be devastated. Yeah. yeah, and the whole thing that we do is root for shows to get canceled. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's uh, like one of the only shows we watch that I'd be sad if it got canceled. If uh, at the end of the year we always do the you know sixteen drama TV dramas and sixteen TV comedies and sixteen candles. I, I think that <laughs> which is a good bracket. Which candle is better <laughs> than this other candle? Uh, I could see Doom Patrol being in the that, like, in that bracket. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. I bet it will be. I I think. Well, it we will have be. a you know a little bit of a thumb on the scale, so well, maybe it will be. Let's not get into it. All right. Well, we'll see if that happens when it happens. But that is all the time we have to talk about Doom Patrol. Now we're going to talk about some other things. Now we're here in the pool. It's part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Kicking it off is iZombie. On this week's iZombie, Liv eats some highly logical brains and finds out it mostly sucks to be very logical. Meanwhile, Blaine is back and has fallen for a reporter who may be trying to dupe him. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does it surprise you that Blaine is just now an obvious Gatsby? And does that character type still pack a punch? Obvious Gatsby? He's just trying to, like, he's just, like, uh, faking everything so that uh, she thinks he's cool. To like just win her over, and so there's like no substance to him at all. Like uh, he says, "Hey, you should come over to my house," but you know, there's always a party at my house, and then uh-huh. she says, "Okay," and then he has to call and say, "Please throw a party at my house" to his like <laughs> underlings, and he's got like that green light, and he's got that green, green, green light. light. 
Well, that's very literary of the show to do. Do you think they're doing that on purpose? Oh, yeah. I think so, for sure. Uh, It just, they had always made Blaine a bad guy, but at least a, like, he was authentically bad. Uh And now they're saying, like, no, that wasn't, like, he is actually pretty transparently, like, he has nothing to offer. He's manipulative and gross. I, I feel like they've flirted with that line a couple times in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole uh, plot line where they're like, actually, Blaine's good now. And then they, they reveal that he was faking amnesia so that he could, like, trick people into sex. <laughs> I was like, you know what? He's a bad guy. Oh, yeah, that's a sex crime. And the <laughs> thing is, too, is that as Seattle becomes more zombies on this side, humans on the other, and then Blaine's somewhere in the middle because he, like, everyone hates him, uh, you just get lonely. And then you get, when you're lonely, you're desperate. You just do these crazy things, like uh, force a party. Do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, my moment of the week is also very Gatsby-esque. I think he stages a robbery of her purse, or maybe it just happens, but he had just eaten uh, a brain of someone who was really into that like Brazilian dance kung fu. Capoeira. Capoeira. Thank you, Greg. Uh, and then fucking, he destroyed it. Like, you really get to dance in kung fu all at the same time. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, guys. Uh, I would recommend learning it this weekend. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. All right, next show is Sabrina. This week on Sabrina, Sabrina tries to throw off the prophecy about her bringing about hell on Earth by removing her magic from herself and putting them into a mandrake doppelganger baby, who escapes unnoticed and starts being weirdly adorable all over town and abducting Sabrina's friends to turn them into mandrake friends. (laughs) Sabrina manages to confront her mandrake self and challenge her to a pistol duel at midnight, but little does she know that killing her doppelganger is the final act needed to complete the prophecy and summon the Dark Lord to reign on Earth. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Are you ready for, apparently, the devil to rule hell and also Earth at the same time? Well, hell for sure. He or she should just have hell. Just have it. But Earth, too? I know, right? That's where I live. And I start getting freaked out whenever any dark overlord is going to rule Yeah, so at the end of this episode, uh, she cheats and she shoots on like eight or nine instead of waiting for the ten paces. Uh Uh, And then the doppelganger is like, you cheated. <laughs> and was is very upset by it. Does she play the doppelganger? Yes. But she kind of acts like a weird baby? Yeah. It's she she acts like a very overly chipper version of Sabrina. And that part is a, like this was maybe one of the funniest episodes uh-huh. of Sabrina, not just for that, but like she would just walk around and she's like, Oh, Auntie, will you make me my favorite? Chocolate chip pancakes. Uh, oh, so it's she, Melissa Joan Hart. Oh yeah. She would just like put on Melissa Joan Hart. But like uh-huh. she would walk around, she's like you're being very mean as a friend right now. And then she would just like turn like white-eyed and float and like there would be like bone cracking noises Uh and then everything would go white and you were like, what happened to that person? Uh, And then you find out she was putting them in pods and trying to clone them into mandrake people. Uh Uh, It was a crazy episode and it was a lot of fun. Uh, But my moment of the week... It, a, uh, you know, I'm going to do two. One is real quick. Uh, okay. The scarecrow man that uh, Lilith made uh, tries to kill Sabrina, but to do that, he just puts on a big sheet and dresses up like a big ghost. But he's already it. a scarecrow. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> they do not explain why he did that. Uh, and the second one is this episode cinches for me that this show has wasted Theo because there's a moment where uh, the three of them, Harvey, Roz, and Theo, are leaving a diner, and Roz finally turns and confronts Harvey, and she's like, all right, we haven't had a time to discuss this, but why did you say if you ever loved me to Sabrina when you were trying to get her off that building? And he was like, ah, uh, and Theo just goes, all right, guys, I'm going to peel off right here. <laughs> and he starts walking away. And Harvey goes, wait, wait, no, Theo. And Theo turns and laughs in his fucking face. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, see ya. And then, like, like, skips out of frame. It's one of my favorite moments of the entire show. That ability, like, it's crucial 
to have that ability in social situations. Just to be able to like, nope, peace, and then <laughs> go. <laughs> nope, Bye. I'll see you guys later. Sabrina's on Netflix all the time. Your next show this week is Cloak and Dagger. On this week's Cloak and Dagger, we get the bad guy origin. As we find out that Andre was a failed jazz musician who was going to commit suicide when the Roxxon plant exploded. And it gave him trumpet-based manipulation powers. Uh, Meanwhile, Tandy and Tyrone continue to fuck around with the cloak. Taste buds, I ask you this. Would you believe that Andre is actually kind of an interesting villain? Even though I just said all those things? Does he? This uh, is the guy with the trumpet-based Manipulation powers, powers, yes. Are there 3,000 of him? There's not 3,000, no. Okay. Mm, I don't know. There is 2,500, and that drives him crazy. Like He <laughs> was about to be the best Andre, or the, at least the most Andre. Does he, does he ever bring up Spadiati Dopalicious? And like, is that some of his power that he brings to? He the, will to the always table? stop himself. Like he's always about to, but he's like, no, 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 nope, just different Andre. That is a different yeah. thing. Um, this season has been slow, and the bad guy. You can always blame the bad guy, right? Like it's sure. usually their fault. But this is one where I, I think I started to realize that, like, I actually do find this interesting. It's, it's just not a, it's not an exciting show. But I don't think it's the bad guy's fault. I think that this trumpet-based rocks on explosion manipulation guy actually was pretty interesting and he was the guy a couple episodes back we talked about how they turned into a one of those 2d beat-em-up video games uh-huh. and yeah so him as the final boss of that game that's when i realized that oh he's the final boss of the show uh-huh. and uh i don't know it's been kind of good oh all right do you have a moment of the week my moment of the week is uh tyrone decides that he's gonna take um the clean up the streets on his he's gonna do it all by himself and so he has two drug dealers at the top of a building and they're like negotiating. He's like, uh, the drug dealers are like, hey, um, we will stop selling drugs, but we have this like really big sell coming soon. We, we just need to do that and we're fine. And then Tyrone cloaks the guy and drops him off a building and then catches him and then cloaks him back up. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. I'm sorry. This is not a negotiation. People forget, like, you don't have to negotiate. You can just say, like, no, I have a magic cloak. You just do what I tell you to do. Oh, that sounds so overhead. All right. Cloak and Dagger is on Freeform and also Hulu. Freeform. Crazy, right? Your next show this week is Happy. This week on Happy, it's the season finale. Sonny's egg-tacular equals lit. Sax, Amanda, Happy, save Haley from a fate worse than death. Guys, what do you think this show's version of a face fate worse than death is? Uh, watching Clo- <laughs> Happy. Watching Cloak and Happy. Watching Cloak and Happy. This show kind of just went totally by. We did talk about the premiere, yeah, but then none of us wanted to watch it, and no. now it's gone again. It's uh, you know, but what? it wasn't even. It's weird because it wasn't even because of hate. Like nobody no. hated the show. It's just, but I it was just so mediocre it. that and unpleasant, mediocre yeah. and unpleasant. It's like I don't have the energy for it. Yeah, I don't want to put it in. All right, well, bye, happy. <laughs> Your next show this week is Agents of Shield. On uh, this week's Agents of Shield, Fitz and Enoch need some cash. So they go to Space Casino to win it all. Meanwhile, Daisy and Simmons eat sp- some space puffs, which are crazy hallucinogens, and spend the bulk of the episode lying on the floor tripping balls. Taste buds, I ask you this. Do you think Chloe Bennett and Elizabeth Henstridge were great at being high, or do you think they were terrible? Uh, I, I believe that they were incredible. Yeah, I bet they were both really good at it. All right, so again, this is one of the things I pride myself on is watching sober actors be drunk or high, okay. and they were great. Yay! They were fucking hilarious. We did it! Uh, like... Compared to say like Nate Haywood on Legends when he does shrooms. oh so we want to go right for the Hall of Fame I'm just I'm okay. asking like on a scale from like terrible to Nate Haywood I would say that they were actually a little better than that what because Whoa. they tried to combine how much of superheroes they think they are so that like, they want to keep that facade of like no we're superheroes and we're definitely not fucked up with the fact that they couldn't stop being 
four-year-olds at a slumber party. It was it was wonderful. Oh, that's and sounds... then there's a big classic Chloe Bennett fight scene, which is like one camera and she's moving around all the time. Yeah. But the camera will stop and get a little dizzy as she does. Like she'll jump on a table, kick someone, and then just stop to get woozy whoa, 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 and then whoa, whoa, whoa. keep it going. I am a sucker for a woozy camera. Oh, a, sure. In a woozy scenario, like you sh- you throw me a woozy camera, I'm gonna love that scene. You're a woozy cam girl. I'm. A- I am a woozy cam girl. Do you have cyber a... Cyber trick? <laughs> I'm a, you could call me that, like a... a Sleepy a, cyber trick? Yeah, a cam boy. Uh, do you have a moment of the week? My moment of the week is uh, Chloe, Daisy, realizes that she hasn't seen Simmons for a while and then looks directly at the floor and finds her. Like, just knows she is definitely on the ground, climbs under the table, and then they have a moment that, man, you really have to see because I can't remember. Perfect. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on ABC. Your next show this week is Lucifer. This week on Lucifer, Eve is in town and she's in some hot water with rich crime bosses over an expensive necklace that the detective is also after. (laughs) Lucifer helps bail Eve out of trouble and they find out the villain this episode was the white guy all along. Who could have seen it coming? Over the course of the investigation and after talking to Dr. Linda, who is freaking out about having an angel baby... Chloe discovers she actually does want Lucifer in her life, but arrives at his apartment just in time to see Lucy and Eve falling in devil love. Taste buds, I ask you this. How much fun is ball punching people? Ball punching. Ball punching. You so mean, I, I don't think that's fun. Well, not getting punched. Oh, but you do the punching? But, like, if you're, you're doing the, the punching. punching. No, I think you have to forego that so that you can live in a society where nobody's punching anybody's balls. You know what? You have a very altruistic view of... Yeah, golden rule over here. Yeah, you know what? I appreciate that. You're wrong, unfortunately, because it's great. But I appreciate that you think that. But if you're always the first to punch in the balls, you never get punched in the balls. Unless that person oh. has a friend that always just immediately punches you in the yeah, balls. Yeah, it's definitely a numbers game, for sure. For sure. And that's why Lance Armstrong's number one. Also, just the one ball. Just the one ball. So very hard to punch him in the hard, balls. Hard to hit. That it's, remaining one's squirrely. Are you, uh, what do you think about this Lucy, Eva, or Eve thing? Like, Do you I, think, is Eva. it uh, less boring than Lucy and Chloe would be right now? I think yes. I, I like I like her as an actress on the show. She, she is good. She brings a, a a good like fun energy because she's very like I'm just excited to like do things. Not We're, stupid. No. Enthusiastic. Yeah, something. En- yeah, enthusiastic. Yeah, she's very like she's a woo girl. Yeah, she's a she's like innocent, but like not. Yeah. Like she's innocent in the ways that she's just like, I just really want to hit people in the balls. Like uh-huh. that's a fun thing that I want to do. I want to get into a bar fight. So yeah, I think that her on the show is interesting and fun and I like it. And like we talked about, it's, it was about time to add someone into, like keep Lucy and Chloe away so the show can continue. Yeah, right. It's because uh, we need more show. Like, sure, we always need more of everything. Yeah, and I, and I did like that they finally have unveiled like, Dr. Linda also knows, so now the two of them can like communicate and be like, this is fucking crazy, right? Yeah, and the whole season's been doing a really good job of, like, Dr. Linda, I'm keeping my shit together, but it's barely, because you don't understand what it's like to know that heaven and hell and angels and demons exist, and I'm a fucking human, and I'm pregnant with an angel baby. Like, the moment where she... I'll do my moment of the week right now, because we are about to get to you that time. You don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Who gives... Listen, Mike's not here. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Uh... But the moment where she's staring up at the ceiling and she's like, how the fuck do I baby proof for a baby that has wings? How do I do that? No one's done this before. And like she starts freaking out. And then she bubble wraps her entire ceiling. That's a good uh-huh. bit. Mine's the same lines where they're doing the sonogram and uh, Amendiel notices that the baby, the fetus, has no wings. And every once in a while for Dr. Linda, she'll just realize, like, oh, my God, it's an angel baby. Like She never even thought about the fact that the baby could or should have wings. 
and the baby's father's upset that it doesn't, where she's so upset that it could. It could have wings. When she's like, how do you do that? Is that safe for a human to deliver? Should I get a C-section? Will that cause problems? I don't know. Uh, guys, Lucifer's on Netflix all the time. Watch it. It's a pretty good show. Your next and final show this week is The Tick. This week on The Tick, Tick and Arthur are in the Flag 5, and they are rocking the Flag 5 flock flare. Woof. But bad news situation, Miss Lint is all, has also arced her way into the Flag 5. Yeah. Tick and Arthur convince Lobstercules to reveal her babies as a way of obtaining her freedom, and Hobbs turns out to be the only really bad one at Aegis, but he has mind-controlled overkill and had him no-scope Tyrannosaurus Rathbone. Gentlemen, I ask you this. Are you surprised that it isn't all of Aegis that is evil, but instead just evil John Hodgman? I actually am. I thought that the rest of Aegis, like, I really felt like that was going to be, like, if there were going to be a season three. Uh-huh. Uh, like, that Which was going to be. Thankfully, there never, ever will be. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. I was tired of watching these quality, good shows that made me happy. Uh, I, I assumed that the next season was all going to be, they are fighting all of Aegis. Yeah. Like, or, or, like, even just, like, it's a Hydra scenario with S.H.I.E.L.D. But, like, like, there's the lawyer, Flex, the fletometric yeah. man. And the whole time he's trying to get Lobstercules to reveal that she has these little babies, you're like, don't do it, because yeah. he's part of the evil group as well. But then when you find out it's just John Hodgman, I it, don't know. Finding out that made me think, oh, man, I wish Flexon had made it on the Flag 5. He seems like, <laughs> seems like a pretty good dude now that I know he's not evil. He's flexometric. Looking back on it now, it does make sense because John Hodgman wants to be on that Alan Tudyk corner of, you know, like that uh, comedian who comes in and just fucking dominates and gets to be the villain of, yeah. like, in Doom Patrol. John Hodgman's not Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk's in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. John Hodgman, he's never going to get there. But I get how Sorry, much, dude. Yeah, idiot. I get how much more <laughs> enticing that role is if you know what the ending is. You know? Like, yeah. that feels like he can... Uh, that's something that would definitely, like, stretch his boundaries. You know? Instead of just standing there and giving the white lines all the time. You guys, should we pour one out for... Tyrannosaurus Rathbone? Yeah. Dead that, before his time. That was a, a hardcore shot, too. I was not expecting that. Like, he gets fucking got. Yeah. And then uh, they show the window, and it's like a foot of glass that it went through. Yeah. That was a that This was, was a some Punisher-level stuff. But with 30 minutes left, uh, we're not going to have to deal with overkill killing him, right? Like, we're just going to move past that. He was hypnotized. Now we're going to rescue Overkill. Oh, yeah, we don't totally. have to like go yeah. through and say, like, no, but you murdered him. On some level, you decided to do that. No way, man. Yeah, that's, there's no way that the Tick is about to do a full episode in their finale. Of, I can't believe but it. But it's not the Tick. It's Overkill. It's Overkill taking it so hard. That's what I'm worried about. Is that he? Ha- you know how many chairs he needs to sit in and bottles of bourbon he needs to drink to get over yeah. what just happened? He needs to scream into the rain for a solid three minutes. <laughs> that's, but to be fair... All of us need to scream into a little bit of rain. Would that be kind of a funny scene? It sounds like a lot, but like seriously, three minutes of someone oh, yeah. on their knees in the rain, just belling. three minutes, Greg. three, three solid minutes. minutes of a thirty-minute finale. Yes. yes. You know what? If any show is going to do it, it's the fucking tick. that is true. They would absolutely do. No. Because uh, I, I feel like they would make like a, a they live scenario out of it. Like uh-huh. he's like shouting in this one, and then he like opens up a gr- garbage can and shouts into that <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah, it is three minutes too short if we're going to do this? I it think so. Need to be like 30 seconds or seven minutes in for a penny in That's, for a pound the the scene that i really want one of these shows to have the balls to do is just have someone take a full uber ride <laughs> in silence <laughs> where they just try very actively not to engage in communication <laughs> with their uber driver <laughs> and like it's just uh, it can be a short uber trip like it can be two or three minutes but i want that scene in one of these shows 
And I, fe- and I felt like Tick was going to be the one to do it. So, like, the driver says, like, hey, how you doing tonight? And the person's just like, ah. But, ah. I, and then, like, two minutes of silence, he's like, all right, man, thanks. Have a good night. And then, <laughs> like, yeah, you too, man. <laughs> Have a good one. And then you just leave. And then the show continues. That's all I want. That's my moment of the week. Ryan, your moment of the week? I think my moment of the week is, so, uh, T-Rone Rathbone, Forgotten World, uh, he gets shot. And that was surprising. And then John Hodgman's walk to the window. He's got that smirk. Like, he actually is a pretty good villain in this. And, you know, like, it, it's not about some, like, bigger thing. It's clear just by his face and his smirk. He just wants to be the villain. He wants to be important. Uh-huh. And you yeah. can tell that in his face. Greg, just a uh, Tyrannosaurus getting shot in the head. That's kind of a hardcore yeah. thing for the Tick to that, like, something have happened. It was, it was a good shot. It was shocking. Uh, the Tick is on Amazon Prime, and we'll watch the finale next week. Speaking of, that's it for this show. Woo! But next week, we're going to be watching the Tick finale, the Sabrina finale, a whole bunch of other things. The Swamp Thing's coming out. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Is it already the Swamp Thing finale? It's already the Swamp Thing finale. That was quick. Yeah, it just flew right by. We're just knocking them out on this show. And also, Fear the Walking Dead is coming back, I guess. So, we're excited about some of those things. For Ryan, I'm Taylor. For Taylor, I'm Mike. For Mike, we're dead. For dead... Greg. 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 World. Greg. World. World. Greg. Greg. We've all met each other. And now, time for a dance party. Shit. Greg, he's dancing too good. I have to cut it. Like, there's no way that anybody can see this. I have to cut it.